everyone. Welcome to Risk Roundup. The human ecosystem plays a central role in essential human services. And without the basic ecological resources, we humans cannot survive. Also, the environment of planet Earth, we have to understand is that it is not just ours for those of us living today. It belongs to all life today, tomorrow, and forever. Now, since economies at all levels are completely reliant on the human environment and ecosystem, it is our responsibility to evaluate the implications of our actions today that will shape our coming collective tomorrow. So it is crucial that we evaluate the interconnectedness between human life, all lives, ecology, and economy to help us strategize how to build sustainability in everything we do at all levels. Now, Dr. Hin Buya, who is passionate about creating sustainable economies, is here today to help us understand where we need to go from here, especially where businesses need to focus. Now, Dr. Buya needs to, no introduction. She is the president and CEO, professor, mentor, and author of Economic Intelligence and Sustainable Finance from Harvard and World Bank. Uh, alumni, now Forbes has listed Dr. Buya on 100 Most Powerful Women. Congratulations for that. We look forward to your talk, Dr. Hind. The floor is yours. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Jayshree, for having me. It's such an honor to be with you on this beautiful platform. I know how amazing the work you do and how valuable and how people are always waiting to listen to all your values and the knowledge and the information that you share and raising awareness about Thanks. risk evaluation thank and you. integrating that in their business. Such an honor to be with you today and thank you for this introduction. Thank you. Uh, and yes, I have spent 20 years working on um, sustainability from a strategy, from an economic, finance and development perspective. Right following after, right after my PhD from Harvard where I was actually probably in one of the first courses ever taught on sustainable development. And so, yeah, that was in early 90s. And the first course was at the Harvard Kennedy School by Professor Panyoto, I still remember his name. And it was really the start of how you integrate um, environmental dimensions when you evaluate a price, when you evaluate, when you integrate that in your cost benefit analysis. So it was really the beginning of making that uh, the normal norm of doing business, of evaluating things, of pricing, say, an apartment or a house uh, close to a scenery, close to nature, close. So it started integrating that uh, impact and the environment in the process of evaluation and the financial processes. And right after that, I came, went on and worked on studying development because that's what I wanted to really always wanted to do. So um, setting up strategies, evaluating strategies from a sustainable development perspective have changed through the years, right? I mean, like in the 90s, it was, it was just concerning water, energy, large infrastructure projects and how we should not be doing harm to the scenery, to the birds, to the nature, to the biodiversity. And then in 2000, it become you know, with the COPs and all those, you know, large global initiatives, 
and many voices were raised to watch out for the planet. What about tomorrow? What's going to happen to future generation? Because what is sustainability? Sustainable, the meaning of sustainability and sustainable development is you carry projects to ensure development, but in the same time, you make sure that the resources you use are intact for the next generation. So it's like you develop, but you keep in mind what's gonna happen. What are you leaving behind for the next generation? So that's where the voices started to be really heard everywhere in the beginning of 2000 and then with COP. And that's how everybody becomes um, completely, not only aware, but involved and, and uh, having a role, an important central role to play, in fact, for those trends of sustainability. And today, well, 2015 came the Sustainable Development Goals with an objective of 2030, and everybody and all the governments are mobilized and institutions to reach those goals. But, the, but you know, what I would like to discuss today is the role that businesses play in that. And it's not even fashionable to be sustainable anymore. It's a must today. It's not something that you do to look good or it's something that you do because you care for animals or you care for the forest, but it's just, it's a must. And what I will, I would like, if you, if I may, I'm going to share some slides because what I would like to show is that when businesses are more sustainable, there is so much money to be made for them. So it's actually a good thing for businesses to choose sustainability, to integrate sustainability, and to embrace that in their own strategic vision, in the way of working, and in, and in also preparing their skilled human resources to become more creative, more innovative, so that they are more uh, uh, in line with the, the goals and getting ready to those goals. Yeah? Yes, yes, please. Here, I'm back. All right. But this is, um, okay, so that will be my talk. Is, if you have any questions, please let me know if you want me to sure. emphasize on more things. Yeah? Sure, sure, absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, so let me uh, walk you through some of the concepts. And that's why I thought I would use the slides so that uh, you can really follow me because these are really, um, really when I were talking about how much money can actually companies make when they go sustainable and when they integrate the sustainability aspect into their business. It's just amazing because we don't realize that, but it's actually good for everyone to yes. go completely sustainable, to really be part of this global uh, movement and, and uh, integrate uh, the goals that are adapted to their expertise or industry in the way of in their business. You know how there are 17 goals and when each business can select the one that is more in line and closer to their sector and closer to their industry. So sustainability is not a choice anymore. It is a must today because we cannot talk about business development or business growth without looking at the impact it has. No more. There is nothing, you know, there is no investment. And even in those investment funds and those large structure, if we don't integrate the impact it has, something is missing. Even when we evaluate the investment today, when we evaluate the return on investments, the impact is extremely important. And impact is from an economic perspective. So in terms of growth, in terms of job creation, in terms of value added, social perspective, um, how in terms of job creation, obviously, but 
also in terms of equity, how equitable are they? How are they sensitive about gender? Are they sensitive about hiring uh, people from different spheres? Are they also sensitive about doing good to the families, to people around them? So there is, you know, the corporate socially responsible guidelines that a lot of um, federations that cover, that integrate many businesses are including. And the third one is the environment. How good are they to the environment in terms of the resources they use? When I say resources, really water, energy, um, um, you know, all those, even this tech, you know, tech industry uses so much energy. You know, this new Bitcoins and all those new currencies, they need computers that run millions of numbers continuously and they consume so much energy. And that's why this aspect is important because, well, today we have solar energy, renewable energy, all those type of energies that makes it possible to have a lesser impact on the environment. And so that's in that sense that, you know, this is how we look at the environmental part. Um, sorry, I just wanted to move to the other one. Okay, maybe I should make it a bigger screen so that it's clearer. Let me see. Oh yeah, it works better. So businesses have a heavy responsibility, in fact. And I'll tell you why. Because today, uh, businesses cover 60% of the global GDP of the world, which means that you have corporations that have GDPs that are bigger than nations, than many countries put together. So their power is huge. And I'm talking about... You know, huge companies like Apple, like Coca-Cola, like these are huge companies that covers, like they they are today, if we put them together, they are more than 60%, more than half the global GDP. And they also offer 90% of the worst jobs. So they have a big role. But the good news is that surfers have shown that 90% of the CEOs are aware about the importance of integrating sustainability in their business. But why businesses are not doing more than they should? Why aren't they integrating more of the sustainability aspects into their daily businesses and daily habits and daily actions? Because we see that not all of them, they do say that we would like to, we want to, but not everyone is really taking actions. There are some needs to do more. And that's why I wanted to highlight that, you know, by integrating that businesses can actually make money. The first one is they can make money because um, to reach the sustainable development goals, today there are 12 trillions of dollars that have been raised as funds to help companies by international institutions, to help companies so that they can invest in clean tech, they can invest in waste management, in urban agriculture, in being, in contributing in, um, in the, the fight against climate change by taking actions that helps them towards us. $12 trillion, that's a lot of money. And when they have portfolios that are set up so that they can shift their, um, should they way of doing uh, business into into integrating, uh, you know, integrating um, actions that are in line with uh, 
better consumptions of energy, better consumption of water, uh, better recycling, less paper, uh, saving in terms of transport, in terms of logistics, all of that is included in those funds that have been reserved and raised for that. The second aspect is um, they can save money for their own balance sheets by investing in energy and water efficiency and by reducing also their carbon footprint and by reducing carbon footprint, they get more credit, and that's more money aid still to be made for some of their large corporations. And then the third one is that there will be more money from improved branding because it looks good when you go sustainable. It sounds good when you go sustainable, but you really do it. It's not just you say you believe in it and you go, but you really take actions, use recycled products, use um, input that are, you know, that have been traced and you know where they come from and how you can recycle them and reuse them. Uh, you use um, less energy or you create or you build uh, farms, wind farms and solar farms to produce your own energy. So there are many techniques that companies are moving towards. And it's good because consumers, they're very sensitive now to products that are coming from sustainable businesses. And so it's good because they will be attracting more clients and they will be attracting more money. Okay, so clearly there are many ways that sustainability can only be beneficial for businesses and for, for, um, for their balance sheet as well. And uh, I, I want to uh, point what uh, the Nobel Prize uh, chief economist uh, Joseph Stiglitz of the World Bank, he said that what you measure affects what you do. If you don't measure the right thing, you don't do the right thing. So for businesses, if you don't use indicators to help them measure what they do to get closer to, uh, to contribute to the sustainable development goals and to integrate the actions that makes them really championing sustainability and taking lead in that, they won't do anything. So it's all about really indicators and probably it's the same thing for risk as well. I mean, if you don't evaluate that, what can you do? It's all it comes back down to numbers. That's why it's very important to integrate that in their um, in their numbers, in their indicators. And you see more of that in the annual reports of large companies where they add numbers that track their the impact they make on the environment, on the social, on the economic, on those pillars or the three pillars of sustainability. And also by you know, building partnerships and finding that goal from the 17 sustainable development goals that is aligned with their industry and their business and just work, you know, make that part of their mission, part of their vision, part of their values. And if everyone did that, we can really lead the way to a better world, to a better future because sustainability is the role each one of us can play and not only as a person but also as a corporation but also as a person and if each one imagine if each one just did something as small as you know just taking care of the waste closing the water for i mean these are really small actions but they really built up and they make a difference and it starts early. It starts for educating children. It starts by educating everyone. And it starts by integrating that into the curricular, into stories, into just daily actions. 
and branding. That's why when I talk about businesses, if they use that in their branding, obviously uh, clients and everyone who's watching that because they are really taking over with all this uh, media and marketing, you know, this becomes a normal way of being. It becomes integrated into normal way of being. So, the few, okay, yeah, these are the 17 ones uh, we're talking about, but I'm sure everybody knows them. But because, but when you look at each one of them, there is always one that is related to a person interest or to an industry or to a business or a corporation. Everyone will find at least one goal close to his way of being, uh, the service he provides, the offer he provides. And if each one just made that, uh, you know, a leading mission, then we, we will reach the SDG by 2030. And I wanted to also uh, highlight how all the future of business is actually changing because there is increased demand on food and consumption. So growth is already always there. There is more pressure on energy and water. So it's not even a choice anymore to be efficient in terms of consumption. And of course, I said it earlier that corporates are larger than ever. Big companies have huge revenues exceeding countries. And everyone understands that it's good for business to be responsible socially and environmentally. And because businesses are become more powerful, they are also empowering their own human resources. And that's the good trend that is happening because we you empower human resources, they become more creative and they can contribute and innovate and be also part of this trend and uh, helping that trend happen, okay? So companies need to choose one, two goals and just focus on them and use the indicators to feel that, okay, or to, you know, to just monitor all the changes and the improvement they are making. And by integrating them in their overall vision, you can feel and you can understand. I mean, like we all understand because corporations, they are corporations because of people, because of human resources. So it's really at the end is how you scale your people and human resources to become empowered so that they can make this transformation in companies. And this is how I link reaching the sustainable development goals it's coming down to really how you approach human resources, how you prepare, how you skill people to carry on this mission and to reach those goals. And skilling people, you cannot do it if you don't have gender equality. You cannot do it if you don't make, don't make sure that half of the population is part of it. And that is why the SDG five, which is gender equality, crosses all those goals and become the foundation of whatever change you want to make and whatever change you want to create so that you can reach the 2030 goals. And gender equality is about women empowerment. Because you can give quotas. You can say, I opened jobs for women. You can say, I have a percentage. I mean, but if women are not empowered, 
they'll do nothing with those quotas, absolutely nothing with those percentage. You will take them and you'll just show that they cannot do the job. And you're like, okay, we tried, we did it, but you know what? It didn't work. That's why it comes down to creating that confidence in girls and women, building the resilience that they lost somehow because of traditions, cultures, paradigm that are coming from many, 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 many no's and many, you're just a girl, you're just a woman. So that's where the work starts. I need to prepare them to be tech savvy, to go to STEM and not feel it's only a man's field, to, for girls not to feel that it's not fashionable to be in math, but to be just embracing it as a normal way of being educated and to feel that they too can become financially free because they deserve that, because they are full parts of the population, the community, the family, and where they are. You see, isn't it interesting, Jayshree, how we all bring it down yes. to women empowerment? Yes, no, I hear your point because I was thinking when you were uh, sharing your thoughts that it's the women empowerment when you talked about it the role women can play in the society now especially to teach the future generation our next generation and tell them you know how important it is to focus on sustainability for our very own survival because if we look at the planet earth i mean if before that let's talk you know let me emphasize something else that Right now, every country, every community, they all, when natural disasters come or man-made disasters, they have an option. If something goes wrong, they have an option to go and settle down somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Now, we have only one planet Earth. So if, if something goes wrong to our planet, at this point, we don't have an option to go somewhere else and settle down. Mm -hmm. While there is a hope and there are efforts ongoing, to make human species as a multiplanetary species, we are still not there yet. So the role women have to play is very crucial here to make the future generation understand when they are raising the children that what we have is only this right now. And all the resources that we need, if we are looking, if we consider planet Earth as a system, if we consider business as a system, if we consider our home as a system, if we consider you know, countries as a system, then all of them are interconnected, interrelated. So each of these systems has input coming from somewhere, output going somewhere. Businesses cannot think that we have a closed system. So we can just you know, keep taking uh, input and we don't you know, worry about uh, what output we are giving, whether that's negative or whether that's positive. They have to understand that businesses are also an open system and they are connected to the countries and they are connected to the environment. And if we keep depleting the resources without understanding what output we are you know, generating and how it is going to impact all the cycles that are present in the nature and that are present in the, our ecology environment, then we are doing a grave, you know, very serious damage to not only ourselves today, but also to all human life, all living things, you know, for the coming tomorrow. So women has 
you know, they have an absolutely critical, crucial role to play. So as I see the challenges that we are still facing, we are still struggling to, we are still, you know, focusing only on education right now. There is awareness increasing, no doubt about that. But when we think of, you know, the agriculture uh, industry, the that we had before. Now from agriculture, we have moved towards industrialization and manufacturing. We keep manufacturing as much as we want. We keep mm -hmm. producing as much as we want. Now there was a time we were only producing as, as much that was needed you know, for our survival. Now, without looking at how much is needed, we keep producing and producing and a lot is going to waste. So then the thought comes that how did we miss the environment focus as we transition from the agriculture, you know, uh, to the industrialization, where did we go wrong if we think about that? True. Mm. I think we have left some important aspects uh, aside because we were looking for money more than anything else and growth and expansion. Yes, but even priorities were different. Yes, but even in the growth and extension, the point that you made earlier that, yes, we have to uh, put numbers to it. We have yes. to put a price okay. to it. So if you put a price on the planet, if you put numbers on the planet, and then we connect that to the businesses, you know, and we integrate that, then perhaps, you know, there would be a better way of calculating what projects to, you know, uh, go for, how you know, each one of us should, you know, make sure that we are using only the resources that we need and not more than that. So mm -hmm. do you see that kind of integration happening between uh, businesses uh, and understanding of, you know, if we put the this much, you know, number to the our planet and this much, you know, number to our very survival, then, you know, maybe they will change their approach in how they are going forward. Do you see any... Yeah. Well, I think the awareness is more, um, it's more following a trend, but I see what your point is like, there is nothing that oblige businesses into taking yes. action. Absolutely yes. nothing. It's like you, if you put a price on the resources and you say, okay, you use this much resources, you need to pay for it. Then yes, you probably will see a behavior change, but the behavior right. now is changing because we are hoping and thinking and encouraging businesses to become more humane and become more caring for the planet and for the future. But yes. businesses can continue on doing what they do the way they do it. What would stop them? They'll pay for the resource, they'll pay for what they do, and they'll. But that's why came, you know, the tax for carbon tax and all those debate around how can you give incentives or I didn't want to say taxes, but kind of really make businesses pay for how much, what they use in terms of resources, natural resources, and the impact they make on the planet. No, you, I mean, uh, taxation is one way to go, but you know, there is always, uh, they are 10 steps ahead and they know how to beat the taxation system, the financial, you know, modeling, and they, they, they have a way to go forward. So how can we use economic analysis to make business decision makers job easy and help them define 
what kind of uh, decisions they need to take and how they should move forward. Well, by being sensitive about the money that they can make by taking the right decision in terms of uh, integrating actions that are more sustainable. I mean, that's what we saw in one, the beginning of the presentation is that, you know, there are incentives that gives money to businesses to shift into new technologies that are less um, consuming, less natural resources and, and going into, you know, more recycling, uh, smaller, less uh, carbon footprints. So these incentives, which are money, value, you know, money, getting more money invested in their business, you know, a normal financially savvy person will take it because not only they will improve their system, but they will also make money because they'll reduce their charges and they have a better balance sheet at the end of the month and at the end of the year. So are these incentives uh, appealing to just decision makers? Are they working? Some of them they do. Some of them. Okay. Not as. They what do. about the car, carbon offset? Is there merit to the idea? Is that uh, appealing to the decision makers? Well, there was a big trend about the carbon footprint and the carbon credits. So we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, some countries are producers of the carbon. So, you know, and others less. So they kind of really exchange the credits. So uh, there was a big trend of businesses coming and uh, taking advantage. So it's really... Everything comes down to how much money are you making, how much money can you attract, and how much investment can you do. And uh, I think there is a, also a big trend of uh, investment funds that are more looking into impact. So looking into impact had become more attractive and had become more likely to be heard and seen, you see, because we see uh, a shift in the way people are approaching businesses and that shift is adding that soft side, that humane way of being. And I think there is a big awareness and that's some of the work that I do, which is really how to create leaders that are uh, fulfilled leaders and being fulfilled. It means that you have an impact. That means that you are part of a bigger mission. You are part of, a, of a, you have a role where you are not just a leader. You are a great leader because being a great leader is that you are leading a mission and a work that is good for others, not just good for you. No, just not just making you a lot of wealth and creating wealth, but you making you have a good impact on others and making others feel better. So that's new. So and we see more of that. I think the pandemic had created a more sensitive and humane fiber in each one of us and and that's how and that's why even in my presentation when I talked about the money that businesses can make the third one is actually very powerful which is about branding you know changing the branding and uh and uh, when you have a branding that is sustainable that has that integration uh it's good for their business because they'll create they attract clients that are looking towards yes of uh, course of course impact. those are all points that definitely will uh, help us, you know, create more awareness. But when it sustainability becomes about our very survival, the survival of the human species, we pro probably need a little bit more, you know, intense approach in how we can make everyone change their behavior. So perhaps, you know, we can come up with the like how we have social you know, credit score in China and other places. Perhaps we can have a sustainability score and we can create that kind of forced in initiative 
to make everyone understand not just you know businesses but individuals and governments and everyone at all levels that we have you know uh, we have to focus on our sustainability score and now if you see you know the energy industry is also changing uh, bp and many other you know companies are coming out with their initiatives uh, to focus on sustainability so the awareness is certainly going in the right direction but we still need to have a very focused approach to emphasize our point that this is about the survival of human species and there is no more room to you know give anyone any leverage about you know not focusing on this we have to be very focused in how we move forward so what would you do what would you tell the governments what would you tell the business decision maker uh, about you know how to go forward what do we need to change in our behavior in our approach for sustainability Do you know, that's what I've been working on all my this past 20 years, it's really strategies. So raising awareness, setting up strategies, giving incentives, encouraging uh, companies to, you know, go towards sustainability and, and, uh, and uh, you know, making them sign um, agreements that where you have a, a global mobilization and it's just not a choice anymore. But to me, really, Today, what we need to do is really to integrate that into education and educating the new generation. Because when you educate, uh, you know, when you integrate that into the curriculum and it just becomes normal, you are for sure having the new, you know, your next uh, CEOs and the next leaders ready and embracing that are just part of who they are. So, you know, they care for the planet just that would care for their family member because that's how they were raised. So it's really changing habits. Yes, Having... perhaps, perhaps we need to start from kindergarten, the education system. Yes, yes absolutely. Right absolutely. from the kindergarten, uh, as we you know, educate the children that we need to teach them. So when they become uh, adults and, you know, when they are becoming the decision makers, we don't need to worry about no. what approach they would take because they'll be ready. So mothers have a role to play. Women have a role to play. Teachers have a role to play. Everyone. Science has a role to play. Everyone, government has a role to play. We all have a role to play in making sure that we focus on sustainability. So having mm -hmm. said that, what would you like to tell our global viewers and listeners about your initiatives and books? Because I know you are involved with many you know, initiatives that are yeah. doing a really good job all across nations. And I would yeah. like you to you know, share about uh, information about that so that people can reach out to you to see sure. if they can help you, you know, to see how they can be part of what you are yeah. you know, doing and uh, make a difference. That's amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, when you talked about children, you know, I have a series of five books that we designed with uh, cartoons and very fun for to explain sustainability to children to explain water, energy, waste, and uh, and it's for children between uh, four, five, and uh, and ten years old. Because as you said, I mean, we don't really find a lot of that. So this is some of the initiatives that we've done as we are helping and you know as i feel that you know everything starts from the education but i've founded the ban method which is a believe act and lead uh, method to help women power up and to help women create wealth and make an impact 
And so this method is, uh, you know, I've benefited already hundreds of women who are part of our masterminds. We launched a new one again in June with a longer program. And the objective is to reach 1,000 women or more this year, where we can, we really, I, we work together to help them launch their company, scale up their company. But most importantly is to go through a whole mindset shift where they'll feel empowered, they feel um, confident, and they feel that they can unleash the leader in them because they can become an inspiring leader, an empowering leader. So more we empower women, more we will feel and we'll see them as you know, spokesperson and ambassador to empower one woman. And that's the ripple effect that will make a difference. Because, you know, as uh, my last slide was showing that, you know, women empowerment is about helping them grow confident, resilient, and getting all the skills so that they can act on the dreams they have they can act on the possibilities they have and become a leader of their life, a leader for their family, for their community, and for their business and around the world. So nothing really can stop them. What a noble cause. Amazing. You know, thank you so much and congratulations. Thank so you thank you so much, Dr. Hind, for participating in this roundup today. We appreciate your very thoughtful insight on sustainability and the role businesses can play, role women can play in that. And I'm sure our global viewers and listeners benefit tremendously from the information you shared today. And as a result, this Risk Roundup Dialogue has been of service and we thank you for that. Thank you very much. So Risk Group is a strategic security risk research platform and community. Through the Risk Roundup initiative, Risk Group and I are on a mission to talk with a billion brilliant minds like Dr. Hin. The reason behind this effort is to research, review, rate, and report strategic security risk facing humanity. Thank you for being part of the conversation. Until next time, I'm Jayashree, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.